lifts off the lid first. A bit of water splashing. And what's the bit that's on the top? A little cover. A little cover, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And what does that do? It covers up the room. Yeah, it keeps them safe. I think it keeps them nice and moist and warm too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff looks quite yucky. <laughs> it does, eh? Yeah. Doesn't it? Should we um should we lift the lift some of the food and see if we can spot any worms? Yeah. Well they can't see any worms. Oh look. <gasps> look at all of them is there. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Look, there's two in the air. <laughs> two right across the air. How many do you reckon you can see? I don't know. A lot, say. Eh? A lot. Like maybe ten. Maybe ten? Yeah. Should we tip this button? Give them some more food? Yeah. Here you go, wormy friends. What have we got? What can you see in that food we've just dumped in? What kind of stuff have we got on there? Bananas. Lots of bananas. You like bananas, eh? Yeah. What yeah. else? What else can you see? Carrot. Yeah, some carrot skins, some yeah. potato skins, yeah, some apple cores. There's some apple cores in there too. Alright, we're going to say bye to them now. Bye. Bye, Wormies. Bye, Wormies. See you next time. Welcome to the Good You Can Do podcast, where we share tips and strategies to help you reduce waste, live a healthier life, and protect the planet for future generations. My name is Andrew Duncan, and you can find out more about this project at our website, goodyoucando.com. One of the challenges of making lifestyle changes that uh, help the planet, that help us live in a more sustainable way, is finding the time to research and deploy these alternatives. So uh, a lot of my friends and peer group, you know, they've got young kids, they're both working full-time jobs, they don't have a lot of time free to research maybe new plant-based recipes uh, that they can incorporate into their weekly schedule or finding time to build a little veggie garden so they can grow their own vegetables at home or learning how to compost. And so for time-poor people that are looking at ways that they can make a difference in their own lives, it helps if the solution that they go for first provides multiple benefits, right? And starting a worm farm does just that. And I'll explain in this podcast today, but it, it really gives you multiple positive outcomes. And when you have that kind of experience early on, it can really spur you on to, to other empowering initiatives. So I've found certainly for, for my friendship group that starting a worm farm is a really cool place to start on your kind of green journey. And the reason for that is because it's hugely engaging for kids. It recycles food scraps from your kitchen, so it saves you money on your weekly waste bill. Uh, and it gives you this incredible fertilizer that you can use around your property, whether you've got your own veggie garden or not. If you've got any sort of trees or plants, they'll benefit from this output. They're also a really small solution uh, really fun and, and a quick turnaround so you can see the benefit of what you're doing very quickly. So in this episode, we're going to dig a bit more into that. We're going to talk about how worm farms work, how to increase your chances of success early on, and, and why you might want to do that in the first place. And 
really I want to start with the why because that's the most important part. Having a worm farm really allows you to witness the magic of nature. Part of the transition to a new global world where we live in harmony with nature is understanding the value of organic materials. Previously, we've looked at leftover food scraps as rubbish, when really they're nutrients that we need to return to the soil. And there are all these incredible creatures, worms being one of them, that will take any sort of organic waste we can give them, to an extent, and turn that back into food for soil. And, and when you see that happening in practice, it's just this incredible awakening moment for many of us that, right, this is the, this is the real circle of life. This, nothing is wasted in nature. It all goes back. It all gets returned to the soil. And we can help facilitate that by providing these spaces for worms to thrive and do what they were born to do. And on top of that, as I alluded to before, it gives uh, young people that you that might be living in your household an opportunity to see this process happening firsthand. It's a really beautiful way to educate people about how nature works, because normally you don't see what worms do. You know, they're living in the dirt unless you want to dig up your property. You don't really get to see them do their thing. So worm farms are a really beautiful way to uh, watch the magic of nature. On a technical side, the... Emissions from our food waste represent around 9 to 10% of New Zealand's total emissions, uh, which is a solid chunk. And that's because when organic material is sent to a landfill, it's trapped and it can't get access to any air. And when that happens, the material rots, whether it's cardboard or food scraps or green waste or anything organic. And when it rots, it produces methane. And methane is an incredibly powerful greenhouse gas it's really bad for the environment but when you take that organic waste and you take it away from landfill and put it into a composting environment or a worm farm environment where it has access to air and it can decompose the way it's naturally meant to it doesn't release methane so it's a far better solution and most importantly it's one that you can actually deploy in your own household it's it's a system that you can actually change you have the power and agency to provide the alternative at very little cost. Not only that, it'll actually save you money. Uh, I know in Wellington, where I live, more than half of the waste that gets thrown into the council rubbish collection is organic, is material that could be composted. So what that means is that people are paying money to dispose of material that they could be feeding to worms in their backyard or they could be putting into a compost bin or if they live in an apartment they could be putting into a bokashi bin so this can actually save you money each week and help the environment and educate people around you about the power of nature to provide solutions to our biggest problems not only that if you're into uh, if you have fruit trees at home or if you have any sort of vegetable patch you won't have to pay for weird fertilizers or concoctions that'll help make your plants grow uh, tomatoes love the the water that comes out of the bottom of the the worm farm um, every plant loves the worm castings that are produced through the, the the worm farm process so you've got this incredible material which will help you grow food and help your trees flourish or your flowers whatever you're whatever you're keen to see flourish in your own little world so again saving you money in that environment as well 
So we'll cover the why, what about the how? How do you actually go about setting a worm farm up? And how do you increase your chances of it working? Because I do have people that I've known who haven't had good experiences where all the worms have uh, died off sadly uh, or where it just and that's usually the main problem actually is that the population is not maintained and it just doesn't produce the results that they're looking for and the foods in, ends up just sitting there sort of rotting away um, so knowing what to feed your worms and knowing where to set up your worm farm are kind of the key points so let's dig in the first option to consider is what kind of worm farm you want to get there's a few main options. There's a very famous one called the Hungry Bin, which is quite a large sort of green thing. It almost looks like a wheelie bin with the bottom cut out. You can get them from Mitre 10. They're a bit on the expensive side. They're around $349 each. So quite a large option, but quite pricey as well. My personal favorite is the Worms Are Us Worm Farm, which retails at about $150 complete with its own box of worms and I'll put the link to that option in the show notes you can often find these at Bunnings but you can also at, also order it directly from wormsrus.co.nz and essentially it's like a three-tiered box system but each box has each of the higher boxes has holes at the bottom so that the the liquid and the worms can sort of pass between each level in the bottom box You've got a hard base with a tap on the bottom so that you can drain out the worm juice and use that around your garden as it builds up. So I'll put a poster, a picture of that on the actual podcast itself. You'll be able to see what, what one of these farms looks like. They're pretty small. Um, they don't take up a lot of space. The one I've got is under 50 centimeters wide and it's a square. And so 46 centimeters wide, 46 centimeters long and, and, and about 60 centimeters deep. They don't take up a lot of space. There are cheaper options. You can find ones that are more like $100 and below from Bunnings, but certainly I can vouch for the Worms R Us option. I think they are a fantastic way to go. You can also, there is an incredible um, service available called Y-Waste. That's whywaste.co.nz where you can secure a worm farm for your home or for your office for a monthly membership. And you can either have that managed yourself or you can have the Y Waste team come and manage it for you and make sure that it's all working well. And their plans start from around $25 per month. So it's a really good option if you're not sure. You don't want to spend the money to, to get a worm farm set up, but you want to try it out and see if it's good for you. Uh, it's, like, it's highly likely that that $25 per month is you're going to save that much just in rubbish collection for most of the people that I that I know, and particularly if you've got a business where uh, maybe your where you work is producing a lot of food scraps, they're a fantastic solution in an office environment because they don't smell, they don't make a mess, and they don't take, don't take up a lot of space. And the Y Waste team actually use the Hungry Bin Worm Farmers, which are the really expensive options. So you get a really high end worm farm for your situation. Another option is to build your own. You could simply just go and have a look at the worm farms you can buy in Bunnings or Mitre 10 and you can go and buy some uh, some boxes and literally punch the holes in the bottom yourself and kind of get three boxes and stack them up on each other. I've done that before. It's worked okay. Uh, so there are definitely cheaper options and I think you could put together a good size worm farm for $20, $30 if you wanted to just using you know boxes from Mitre 10. 
you can also you don't even need all of that like i've seen beautiful worm farms that have been built in old bathtubs outside where you know they just just use the entire bath as the worm area and the drain at the bottom of the bath becomes the drain where you can get your your worm juice from so any kind of system where you could let the worms uh, process the food waste while ideally putting a lid or a blanket over it and somewhere that you can drain the the resulting liquid out of um, would be a perfectly good solution so building your own is definitely an option and and i'm sure you can find lots of ideas by searching online if you're the diy type um, looking at pinterest places like that as well so once you've got your worm farm once you've got that set up, you're going to need some worms. Uh, now, the Worms R Us option that I mentioned, that actually comes with a box of worms. Often the ones from Bunnings come with their own box of worms. Otherwise, you'll need to ask a friend that already has a worm farm to uh, maybe bring over a, a couple of worms. You don't need many to get started. They'll kind of proliferate once you get them in there. You do need the right kinds of worms so there's a, a certain type called tiger worms that are usually used in a composting sense and they're different from your kind of earthworms that you might find if you just dug up the soil at your at your property you can also buy worms on their own from a site like wormsrus.co.nz which i'll put into the show notes and you can buy 250 grams worth 500 grams uh, a kilogram if you've got a really large project going on you don't necessarily need a whole lot at the start. The population of the worms will grow pretty quickly and it will balance itself out depending on the amount of food that you give them. It's a really incredible thing about worm farms is, uh, is they will naturally find this equilibrium dependent on uh, how, much food, how much food scraps you produce as a family. So now we're going to move on to setting up your worm farm. First step is to find a good spot for it. You kind of want it mainly out of the sun. It's okay if it gets sun for an hour or two, but you don't want it heating up too much and, and uh, you know, boiling all your beautiful worms inside. So you want a little spot out of the way, preferably not too far from your kitchen where you'll be generating most of the, the food scraps. Uh, you want to, on that note, you want to set up a small bin inside, maybe on your kitchen bench, um, that you can put apple cores and potato peels and banana peels into and so that you can then take that out to your worm farm every couple of days so you're not always trudging out there uh, that's how we do it then uh, taking the um, food scraps out becomes a job i do with my four-year-old boy connor and it's a really fun way to just engage and, and make them feel part of the the process when you set up your worm farm most of them will come with some sort of kit and instructions but if they don't or if you're setting up your own you want to create a bit of a matting at the bottom which can just be torn up plain cardboard or paper uh, and then you want to put some food scraps on top of that to get started and then put your worms in there so best foods i've found to start with are chopped up banana peels uh, anything food related uh, worms will eat cardboard and paper which you want to give them a little bit of that but you want to give them a lot of food scraps too and fruit seems to work really well and i'll talk about more what to feed them shortly uh, worms like everything to be chopped up really small so you don't have to be perfect on this like when i put a banana peel into our worm farm bin i'll generally chop it in half or maybe chop it in, in threes so it's not one big banana peel but i'll try and chop it up a little bit uh, if you're doing like potato peels or carrot peels you don't need to worry about chopping those up further but just the smaller you can make it the quicker it's going to be worked through by your worm team 
Other foods that worms love are avocado skins. Um, maybe not the stones. The stones might take them a while to process, but definitely the avocado skins or any leftover avocado itself. Apple cores, um, crushed eggshells they can process, uh, even tea bags, bread. Uh, a small amount of meat's probably okay, but you don't want to overdo it. Uh, the things you want to avoid are onions, citrus, or too much citrus, and hot spicy food. Not into the spicy food, our worm friends. They're also not great at eating uh, green waste. I've uh, had a few people I know who've made the mistake of feeding their worms lots of waste from their from their garden, but that doesn't seem to work so well. They're after more sort of human type food, like leftovers or just offcuts from any vegetables that you're that you're cooking, um, and just anything that's that's not going to be eaten. Instead of chucking it down the incinerator, give it to your worms. Instead of putting it in the rubbish bin, give it to your worms. Most worm farm systems will easily handle a cup of food scraps a day, even up to a litre of food scraps a day. But the beautiful thing is they'll just adapt to suit how much you produce. So if you don't produce that much, it's okay. If you produce more, it'll probably still work. And not only that, it's super adaptable in terms of like you can go away for a week and your worm population will probably be fine. Uh, Even two weeks, three weeks, you're probably fine, especially if you give them a good batch of Uh, food scraps just before you go once you've got that population humming it's pretty cruisy really like sometimes i'm not even that regular with feeding them sometimes we'll do it once a week sometimes we'll do it once every two days just depends on what we produce and how much we're at home so it doesn't have to be a super rigid process this is the beauty of of nature they'll just adapt to to work with what you provide them with if you do have a busy worm farm, it's also recommended that you feed them around about a litre of water a week. That can depend on how hot it is where you live, how much sunshine that worm farm is, is getting, uh, as to how quickly it'll be drying out. Uh, so normally what I do is once a week when I'll empty my little kind of two or three litre pail from inside the kitchen, uh, empty it from uh, of its food scraps, I'll then fill it up with a bit of water from the hose and just pour that through the worm farm just to give them a bit of liquid. What that also does is that water runs through all the food scraps and the worm poo essentially, the worm castings, and collects at the bottom of your worm farm and that's what makes your worm tea. And worm tea, or basically, you know, watered down worm wee, is this exceptional, uh, amazing stimulant that you can feed to plants. You generally want to water it down, so when you collect that, um, that worm tea, Add some water, normally at kind of like a 10 to 1 ratio, but you can try less and just pour it around your veggies or your trees or your grass or put it on your lawn, whatever you like. Um, the worm castings themselves, which will collect in like the middle layer of the worm farm, they, they build up very slowly, uh, but you can incorporate them and you can just spread it around the bottom of trees or you can incorporate it into some compost that you're spreading and spread that around. They're pretty strong, so you often want to kind of... Um, water it down but mix it in with some other soil to to spread it around because it can be extremely powerful stuff so that's about all for me i hope i've inspired you to think about adding a worm farm to your property if you've already got a worm farm or you're already composting and it's going really well you might even consider jumping on to sharewaste.org.nz which is a site which allows you to collect connect sorry with local people who uh, are looking to for somewhere to send their food scraps to. Maybe they don't have space for a composting system at the moment. That's a great way to help other people near you recycle their food scraps too. If you've got any feedback on this episode or any questions about worm farms that I haven't covered, feel free to get in touch. Uh, you can send me a message, 
email at andrewduncan.co.nz. You can also follow us on Instagram. We are at goodyoucando. And check out the website too, goodyoucando.com, where you can sign up to get updates on the podcast and any blog posts or resources that we send out. But thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I'll be back to you soon with some more cool ideas to help you live a life in harmony with nature.